This week I'm talking about strength, what it is, how strength and well-being work together, and how to build greater strength for the sake of your mental health. So, let's talk about mental health. This is Let's Talk About Mental Health, a weekly podcast about mental health and well-being hosted by Jeremy Godwin. Let's talk about mental health, because the more we talk about it, the easier it gets. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of Let's Talk About Mental Health, the weekly podcast full of practical ways to improve your mental health and well-being. I'm Jeremy Godwin. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, I'm talking about strength and mental health. So let's get talking. Once upon a time, many years ago, well, not that many, the whole of society placed value on having a stiff upper lip and always behaving as if nothing ever bothered us. And then gradually, people began to tell their stories, tales of worry, anxiety, stress, burnout, depression, and more. And those brave pioneers helped us to realize a different kind of strength the strength of speaking the truth. And even though things aren't perfect now, and there are still people who think that the only way to be strong is to act as though nothing is ever wrong, even if it is, more and more of us are finally talking openly about the good, the bad, and the ugly of mental health. Now, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I now live in the countryside, having moved here over five years ago from Melbourne, where I lived for nearly 14 years after I grew up in Sydney. And one of the things that has become very apparent to me out here is that there are still pockets of a very particular definition of strength, which I often see demonstrated by a very particular type of Australian man or bloke, as they tend to refer to them. Someone who's rugged and outdoorsy and drinks beer and never complains because that would make him a Sheila, which is old school Australian slang for female, in case you didn't already know. When I worked in employment services for a while, up until a year ago, I even had one of these so-called blokes tell me that he'd do anything except for the type of work that I did, because having to work in an office wasn't very masculine, which just made me laugh, to be honest. And I think, in general, a lot of people still tend to get quite hung up on the idea of being strong as requiring us just to suck it up if we have a problem, and to just get on with life without complaints. But the truth of the matter is that doing that only makes things worse in the long run. Suppressing emotions or having a single-minded view of what strength is can lead to complications and even suffering if we don't address the reality of our circumstances. And so today I'm going to be talking about strength in a few different ways. Mental strength, emotional strength, as well as strengths in terms of things that you're good at. So let's start with a few things that I think we need to be clear about around the concept of being strong. The truth is that being strong involves acknowledging what you're feeling and doing something about it. Having mental health issues does not make you weak. In fact, quite the opposite. Every day you get through makes you stronger. Perseverance and effort are signs of true strength, not weakness. Speaking up and speaking out are strengths. Being kind to yourself and to others is real strength. Even making the choice to do things to improve your mental health and well-being, like listening to this podcast, is a massive sign of strength. We need to change how we think about strength and about mental health issues, not just as a society, but for ourselves as individuals. If you look at all the things that I listed just before, 
effort, perseverance, kindness, speaking out, and then think about the opposite of those things, what you're actually doing is identifying all the things that are wrong with our society. And funnily enough, they're the sort of things like greed and selfishness that have somehow been treated as being okay until quite recently. True strength is about how we grow, both individually and collectively. And so when we do things that lift one another up, we're demonstrating the true meaning of being strong. While we're talking about strength, we also need to cut down on how often we use words like weakness. Being weak suggests that something is fragile or inadequate. And the reality is that most so-called weaknesses are actually just development opportunities. They're things that we may not be great at now, but that doesn't mean that we can't be or won't be in the future, with enough time, effort, and perseverance. How we talk about things, to others and to ourselves, really does matter, since it serves to reinforce either negative thoughts or positive thoughts. So, in this notion of talking about strength today, think about the words that you're using and what you're saying both to yourself and to others. In mental health, there is a greater push towards using what's called strengths-based language. And that focuses more on the person than the condition. For example, instead of saying a mentally ill person, it's more positive and appropriate to say a person experiencing a mental health issue. And the reason for that is that we don't describe people with physical ailments by their condition. So in other words, we don't say a cancerous person. So why would it be okay to do so for mental health conditions? There's an organisation here in Australia called Flourish Australia, and I just want to take a moment to share a paragraph that I think helps to highlight what I'm talking about in terms of strengths-based language, and it is. It can be all too easy to focus on the obstacles we face. Strengths-based language highlights how we can use our innate skills and abilities to get to where we want to be and become who we want to be. It empowers individuals to see themselves as masters of their own destiny, rather than being helplessly swept along by life. Strength implies hope and capability. And I'll include the link for that source in the transcript. Now, when I talk about words like strength and weakness, this isn't just about semantics or being picky about what words are being used. Words have real power, and in the past, and even still today, words have been used to reinforce the dominant ideas of what is so-called normal in society, which has been really great for white Anglo-Saxon heterosexual men for more than a few centuries, but pretty shitty for everyone else. So it's no wonder that we're seeing a lot more people find their strength and stand up to be recognised as being just as valuable, even if they're not white or male or whatever. It's up to all of us to start challenging what we as a society think represents strength. And when we talk about mental health, if you still think that mental health issues are a sign of weakness, let me just make one more point here. And this point relates to Winston Churchill, the late great British politician and statesman who was the UK's Prime Minister for most of World War II. Churchill led an entire country through an unprecedented war, which included the Blitz, where much of the UK was bombed relentlessly by the Nazis for just over eight months, and more than 40,000 lives were lost. And he did so while living with clinical depression for most of his life. Churchill wasn't perfect. Nobody is. However, I find him admirable both for his openness in his writings about his black dog, which was the term he gave his depression, as it always hung around, as well as his ability to achieve things that mean that today we know of him for so much more than just his condition. 
And to me, that illustrates the point that mental health issues are just part of the human experience. They're not a weakness and they're not what we should be known for. I mean, I do a lot of work in the space of mental health, but I'm more than just someone who talks about mental health. Okay, so back to my point. So I mentioned that there are three types of strengths that I'll be talking about today, mental, emotional, and talents. So let's talk about those, starting with mental strength. Mental strength is about your thoughts, feelings, and actions, the main things that you have direct control over. And even when it might seem like that's not the case, such as when you're struggling with your mental health, you do have direct control in terms of being able to do things to address whatever's going on. Whereas things that are outside of your direct control, like world events and other people, cannot be changed by you. So let's look at those three components individually, thoughts, feelings, and actions. So thoughts. This is about developing your strength by training yourself to be realistically positive. In other words, challenging negative or unproductive thoughts and replacing them with positive ones that are grounded in realism, which means dealing with things as they are, not as you wish they were. The second was feelings, and this is about being strong by acknowledging your emotions rather than ignoring or suppressing them, and knowing how to manage them. And then the third was actions, and this is about being mentally strong by doing things that are in your best interest, including taking action to make things better, like seeking support and treatment for mental health conditions, proactively managing your physical and mental health every day, etc. When we talk about strengths in terms of mental health, it all comes back to mindset, and this is something I talked about back in episode 31. And I think that this quote from Flourish, the same article I quoted before, reinforces the point beautifully. Things may certainly get tough at times, but there's nothing to be gained by ruling out your chances of succeeding in life before giving it your best shot. We are powerful, and with the right support, we can do amazing things. And so when it comes to strength, if you're dealing with issues like anxiety or depression, you can either choose to be reduced by it, or you can choose to look at it as an opportunity. I mean, it might look like a bit of a shitty opportunity on the surface, but if you dig a bit deeper, there's gold in them there hills. Mental health issues can challenge you to grow. Mine gave me the strength to make changes I would never have made in my life, and it made me finally start doing what makes me genuinely happy, because the alternative was to give in, and that was unthinkable. In life, you will be challenged to adapt and change, and with that comes an opportunity to grow. The difference is in how you view things. You can either see circumstances as being a disaster, or you can treat challenges as an opportunity. And that leads me into the next point, which is emotional strength. And emotional strength is about letting yourself be vulnerable, feeling what you need to feel without letting it own you, speaking up, and seeking support. In life, we will inevitably have good times and not so good times. And so emotional strength is about having the courage to weather the storms. It's not about how you react. Some of you will be quiet and keep things to yourself. Some of you will be loud and openly share what they're feeling. And some of you will fall somewhere in the middle. It's not about that though. There's no right or wrong. Those are just different personality preferences. Emotional strength is about what you do after something happens. Let me quote from a 2015 article in Psychology Today by Guy Winch, and as usual, the link will be in the transcript for this. You can find all transcripts and past episodes at letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au forward slash episodes. So the quote by Winch is, 
Emotionally strong people are less discouraged by setbacks and disappointments, are more adaptable to change, are able to recognize and express their needs, focus on getting around a hurdle rather than on the hurdle itself, can learn from mistakes and criticism, tend to see the larger perspective in a challenging situation, and are able to recover more quickly from emotional wounds such as failure or rejection. And again, the reference for that is in the transcript. You can influence your emotional strength by working on your resilience when setbacks occur, something I covered back in episode 23, and your overall mindset, which I covered in episode 31. So have a look at those past episodes for specific how-to advice, and I'll come back to this in a minute. But before I do, your mental and emotional strength can be influenced by how well you tap into your unique strengths. And that's the third of my three points about strength. So let's discuss that. Everyone is good at something, even if it might take you a while to find out what it is or work out how to apply your strengths. A key component of well-being in positive psychology is tapping into and using your strengths, along with other elements including having purpose and meaning, having good relationships, doing things we enjoy and things that challenge us, etc. So when it comes to strengths, focusing on things like our strengths and talents can help us to better cope with adversity. Don't just take my word for it. Let me quote from the Black Dog Institute here in Australia. Some of the happiest people on the planet are those who have discovered their unique strengths and used their strengths for a purpose that's greater than their own personal goals or benefit. In wellbeing theory, there are 24 strengths that underpin positive psychology. These fall under the following six categories. First, wisdom. For example, creativity, curiosity, judgment, love of learning and perspective. Second, courage, for example, bravery, perseverance, honesty, zest, or enthusiasm. Third, humanity, for example, love, kindness, and social intelligence. Number four, justice, for example, teamwork, citizenship, fairness, and leadership. Number five, temperance, for example, forgiveness, humility, prudence, and self-control. And finally, number six, transcendence. For example, appreciation of beauty and excellence, gratitude, hope, humor, and spirituality. And interestingly, these six categories are valued in almost every culture. And as I said, the resource for that from the Black Dog Institute is in the transcript. Now, you might already have an idea of what your unique strengths are. And if not, it's worthwhile spending some time to think about the list that I just went through and consider what you're passionate about, as well as what you're good at. But even if you know what your strengths are, you may not necessarily know how to completely tap into them. And realistically, being strong, both mentally and emotionally, involves drawing from your strengths whilst also addressing your development opportunities. It could also involve looking at your strengths in different ways. For example, for a really long time, I thought that my strengths in terms of things like writing and leadership and public speaking I thought that they belonged in the corporate world because that was where I found a place to apply them. But those skills and strengths can be applied in many different ways. And as I dig deeper into the work that I'm doing now with this podcast and other projects that I have coming up, I'm realizing that there are thousands of different ways to apply your talents. The challenge is to find out what feels right for you. And so with that in mind, let's get into the how-to part of the episode. How to build greater strength for the sake of your well-being. So I've spent a fair bit of time today talking through ideas and ways of looking at things because everything in this topic comes back to mindset. 
How you view the world and how you see yourself in it will have a direct effect on your mental and emotional strength, as well as how inclined you are to draw on your unique talents to make things better for yourself and for others. And so this how-to section about strength begins with choice. The choice you make about what strength means to you. Instead of focusing on the negative, choose to focus on the positive and work your way through things based on a belief that things can and will get better. The next point on my how-to list is be patient and vigilant. Strength doesn't just happen overnight and it takes work, which I'll discuss in a second, but it also requires you to be prepared for potential setbacks. COVID-19 is a prime example. As I just discussed last week in episode 39, the pandemic has had a big effect on mental health and unfortunately, shit happens in life. So being prepared to take your time with things, one step at a time, and quickly tackling the impacts of events that are outside of your control will help you to stay the course while you're doing the work. And speaking of doing the work, strength is about mindfully doing the work every day. Just like building your physical strength, increasing your mental and emotional strength takes work and consistent effort. Hopefully you wouldn't expect to go from chunky to fit overnight and without any effort, and the same applies for building mental and emotional fitness. You need to work on it daily, and you can focus on things like your self-talk, which I covered in episode 9, addressing your baggage and your regrets, which I covered in episodes 7 and 22 respectively, You can also focus on letting go, episode 32, finding and maintaining more balance, episode 14, learning how to process and manage your feelings, episode 28, and developing a greater sense of purpose and meaning in everything you do, episode 20. So I would encourage you to revisit those episodes and those particular topics if you haven't already listened to them. If you have listened to them, you could find the transcript online. My point here is that by actually putting in some proactive, mindful work where you are consciously developing those areas, you will start to see your strength build over time. And it also involves being conscious of what goes into your mind, as well as both being aware of and then taking control of where your energy goes. And let's just be clear with both physical and mental health here. The absence of illness does not automatically equal health. You can be in terrible shape physically or mentally and not be experiencing illness, but that does not make you well. Health and well-being involve making good choices, intentional daily effort, and regular activities, such as focusing on the things I listed earlier, like self-talk and resilience, etc. It's about putting in the effort. Remember that nothing changes if nothing changes. And finally, speaking of effort, daily effort every day for the rest of your days. You know, I think it was the great philosopher Britney Spears who noted that if you want a hot body or a Maserati, then you better work. And she was definitely onto something. This stuff, all this stuff I talk about in Let's Talk About Mental Health, is not a set it and forget type of thing. You don't just do it once and then tick the box that, hey, you now have mental health. Well-being takes work every single day of your life. But the good news is that it's actually enjoyable work. You're doing things that make life more satisfying and make it easier to deal with challenges. So consider it to be less of a curse and more of a blessing, since it's an opportunity to grow a little bit every day. If something happens and you either drop the ball or there's a setback which is outside of your control, work through it so you can get to a place of acceptance, which I looked at in episode 36. 
And then once you're at that place of acceptance, keep on going. Do something every single day without fail to build your mental and emotional strength and to draw on the things that you are uniquely talented at so that you can use them to make the world a better place while also improving your own world. Because when it comes to strength and mental health, what it all boils down to is this. There is no such thing as weakness other than the things that used to be considered strengths. Greed, malice, hatred, discrimination, and selfishness. If you want to be strong mentally and emotionally, it requires you to be prepared to get a little bit dirty. To openly acknowledge the less than ideal stuff that you might be feeling, so that you can then work through it, accept it, and let it go. There are so many ways to find true strength in life. You taking the time to listen to this podcast is strength, because it means that you see your mental health and well-being as important, which it definitely is. The more that we focus on what really matters in life, doing no harm, being kind, and giving more than we take, then the stronger we will all be. And I don't know about you, but that is a world that I am excited to live in. That's nearly it for this week. Each week I like to finish up by sharing a quote about the week's topic and encourage you to take a few moments to reflect on it and consider what it means to you. This week's quote is by Christopher Reeve, and it is, A hero is an ordinary individual who finds the strength to persevere and endure in spite of overwhelming obstacles. Let me repeat that. A hero is an ordinary individual who finds the strength to persevere and endure in spite of overwhelming obstacles. Alright, that's almost it for this week. Next week I'll be talking about kindness. The idea of being kind to yourself and to others is one of the foundational beliefs of this podcast. And it's one I talk about somewhere in pretty much every single episode. So next week, we'll be taking a look at what kindness is, how it relates to mental health, and how to incorporate more kindness into your day-to-day life in order to improve your well-being and do what you can to make the world a better place. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released on Monday morning in Australia and New Zealand, Sunday evening in the UK, Ireland and Europe, and Sunday afternoon in the US and Canada. You can find past episodes and additional content at the website, which is letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au. That's letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au. You can also find Let's Talk About Mental Health on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at LTA Mental Health. That's at LTA Mental Health. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice and tell someone you know about the show, because word of mouth really helps new people to discover the program. Thank you very much for joining me today. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness out into the world because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time. 